Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome back, everybody, to the Spurs 9501 vlog. Uh, a very disappointing 1-1 draw with Wolverhampton Wanderers, where they equalised in the 86th minute. I've got the usual suspects, Inky, Jam and Cam, with me to discuss this through. Um, Steve was going to... Inky was going to wear his uh, Santa hat, but he's not in a good mood, and he, and he wants to say bar humbug. So say, say bar humbug. So he's not in a good mood. Everybody. Yeah, I'll go through the teams and Kamal's going to give us a few stats and then the four of us are going to have a general moan about this anti-football that we're seeing for Spurs. So uh, I'll say it. I don't know if anybody else will say it. So the teams were Lloris in goal, Doherty, Sanchez, Dyer, Davies, Regulon, Hoiberg, Winks, Ndombele, Son and Kane. Uh, I think we played a, a back three or back five, really, etc. I'll ask Steve to talk about the formation, but... Uh, Cam, over to you, mate, just to give us a few uh, tidbits about some stats that we saw uh-huh. in the match and uh, give us your, give us some stats, yeah. I really don't know where to start with this one. Obviously, I'll start with the main ones that I've got, which we've played uh, 98 games against Wolves. Overall, we won 48 and they won 21 and we've lost 29. But I suppose the stats most interesting of all is the fact that from um, the stats that you provided earlier, Ray, which is... Uh, from the start of the 2018-19 season, the, apart from Liverpool and Manchester United, Wolves have won more points, which is 40 from um, losing positions. But I suppose the most worrying one is uh, um, Tottenham have lost nine points in the last by conceding within the last 10 minutes of the game just this season. Nine points we've lost by not being able to hold on uh, like headless chickens. But I think the interesting one on this game is uh, we had more possession than normal, 45%, as opposed to giving up the ball 55%. Somehow we had six shots on target. I personally can't, not, or in total, a three on target. I can't even remember the six, to be honest with you. They had 11. Um, and uh, um, had, they had six shots on targets. But interestingly, they had nine corners. We had two. We got a goal from one. They got a goal from one. Um, and that's really rounds up most of the stats for this game and, our, uh, and, and what we've done with Wolves. OK, Cam, thanks very much for that. I'm going to go to Steve first, actually, and then I'm going to go to Jamal. But Steve, give us a, your view on why he changed the formation and just your general thoughts at the moment. I don't, yeah. I don't know why he changed the formation. Why do you think he changed the formation? I think he was worried about Wolves' pace. Uh, and they are pacey. They're pacey on the wings and they're pacey coming at you in the middle. Um, so maybe he thought, say, particularly playing Sanchez would give us some some pace. Nothing else, unfortunately. Um, and we, I don't know if Alderweireld was not fully match fit, but given that he's our playmaker, the only one who can play that crossfield pass effectively, it limits our um, attacking opportunity. Uh, so I think that was the reason he changed. He was worried about the Wolves' manoeuvrability uh, and tried to counter it. And it all went very well for the first two minutes. Um, and after that, he, we, we reverted to a sort of park the bus tactic, but we didn't have a bus, uh, unfortunately. Um, 
I, I sort of rather laughingly said I expected the um, equaliser to come in the 87th minute, and it came in the 86th, so I was one out. I, I'm well, quite well, bad, really. You're losing, your, you're losing your expertise, Steve. Okay. Yeah. Let me go to Jam now. I want to bring Jam into this. You look pretty... Uh, don't look great at the moment, Jam. Give us your no, thoughts. Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I think uh, we were good, the, be- the better team for long parts of the match. And um, I think everything did come apart once and Dombali came off. We lost control of the game and um, our, our attacking threat was just, just fizzled out. And I know there wasn't much of an attacking threat, but we just we, we were controlling the game a lot better um, than Wills were. Whereas they had a lot of good attacking plays. Um, most of them seemed to be nullified on the wings, I was I would think. I think Davis played well. I think um, who was on Dokerty played better than he has been. Um, but... It, it, you know, it was a, it was a, it, I don't want to swear, but it was a crap performance all around. Absolutely. Okay. Um, uh, Cam, let's come to you now. Give us your thoughts on, you know, just generally what you thought about the game in whole general. We'll talk, uh, I, I disagree we'll talk about specific points later, but just give us your general thoughts. I, I disagree with Steve. We did park the bus, but where he's absolutely right, it was a Lego-sized bus. Mm. Um, it wasn't the bus that you were expecting a double decker. It was one of those little tiny ones that you get on a Lego <laughs> field. I think the most uh, disturbing thing of all of this game really is what we drew one one. I love what Jose had to say. Normally, a one one draw at Wolves is something to celebrate, oh. more or less. Um, you know, they're a tough team, but Wolves down in the dumps, down in their luck. I know we're going to talk about specifics, but, you know, nothing like a game against Tottenham to get you out of that, right? Yeah. It's been like a bit more of the same from us. We're reverting more to form. I disagree with Jem about Doherty and uh, um, Davis. Davis was culpable for the goal. I thought Doherty, the one thing that really struck me about Doherty, the difference between him and Aurier, is he put in one cross in the whole game. I think that might have been at the 80th odd minute. He got the ball a number of times on the wing, looked up, saw players there, and then passed back and passed back and passed back. What he actually gave us, as opposed to what Tangang, uh, what Foyth would have given us, anybody would have given us on the right. I really can't see it myself. Okay, that's fine. Let me give you my thoughts now as well, just generally on the game. Uh, I think I agree with Steve. The reason he went for a back five was because of Traore's pace and uh, Pedro Neto as well. Um, Sanchez is Sanchez, right? He didn't have a great game, didn't have a horrible game. He's always a mistake waiting to happen, and I was just waiting for the mistake. I don't know if it happened or not. Um, Reguilón didn't do much as far as I'm concerned. He didn't. He's not used to playing, I think, all this game, so he's getting tired. Hoybeek looks tired. And... You know, Ben Davis, yes, he did reasonably well, but when we needed him to be on his metal, a top defender, he lost saves for the goal and that cost us two points. So, not great. I thought Ondombali was really, really good and I, I just do not understand why we took him. I think I know why we took him off because we wanted to shut up shop to get the, the result. But this is, I'm, I, I'm a Spurs fan and I say this is anti-football. I don't like watching this. I could not watch this match. It's just, it's disgraceful. It's horrible. It's horrible. I don't know how long... Kane and Son and all these guys are going to put up with it, really. Yeah. I mean, if, if if Poch goes to PHG, and we'll talk a little bit about that, I can see these guys going there over there because, all right, they may not win anything, but at least they're enjoying playing the football. Kane was off the pace as well. He didn't play well. You know, what do you think, Steve? I mean, do you think these guys actually enjoyed this way of playing? No, no, clearly they don't enjoy playing it. Uh, I mean, I think Kane probably had one of his worst games I've seen him play. Yeah. But what he's increasingly doing is trying to do too much. Rather than play a simple ball and lay it off, he's 
he's trying to control it, beat two players and then play a wonder pass when he should just set somebody else. Um, you know, I think I've said this before. If he was playing for for, for City or, uh, or Chelsea or Arsenal even, he would be getting 50 goals a season. He doesn't get any chances. He, he lives off scraps. Um, and for Son, who wants a ball played early to his feet, maybe just in front of him, we're not doing any of that. The amount of times that the ball goes backwards when it should clearly go forwards. We don't have any creative midfielder. You know, I was watching Grealish again the other day and it just it just annoys you, it hurts you. But yet we haven't got a player with a bit of adventurism in them, a bit of a footballing brain. A lot of them seem to me to be brain dead. I don't know whether they're told, whatever you do, don't pass it forward. Whatever you do, make sure you get caught in possession. I mean, surely they're not coached like that. And looking at the um, the TV programme, you know, the fly on the wall one about Spurs, Mourinho has been saying to them as well about move the ball more quickly, do things um, simply. And I, I mean, they're not doing any of those things. I, I don't understand it. But com- coming to your point, right, th- th- this is just horrible football. Yeah. It's horrible. I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw on the coverage, but when Bergwijn was coming on, I asked uh, Cam to talk about this. When Bergwijn was coming on, Mourinho was taking about six or seven different slides of where he wanted to yeah, do, what that. conditions, etc. Yeah. I mean, come on, these guys are footballers. They're not rocket scientists. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Do you think Bergwijn, I mean, I think Bergwijn was, it's, it's really been ostracised for the misses against Liverpool. He's been dropped for the last <laughs> two matches. That's what he does. He's dropped Aurier now because he's made a mistake. Yeah. Deli Ali as well. I don't know if he was dropped in, but... What do you think, Cam? Well, I think that uh, by the time Bergwijn went through all of those different sides, I didn't think he had a clue what he had to do after that. He probably knew he had to come on, like the commentator said. Why did he just come on and say, the goal's over there, run for the run with the ball and try and score? Uh, by the time he looked at those slides, it looked like, yeah, and, and he, could, he showed in his performance. I thought he, did, he brought absolutely nothing to the team. There was no difference. Nothing changed. Um, I saw the interview with Mourinho a little just a few minutes ago, and he looked as shocked and perplexed as anyone else. He said, "I know Tottenham to play this way." Well, something's not connecting, then, is it? Because they are playing that way, and as you said, they're always passing back. We seem to want to keep going backwards and are holding on to a one-nil lead. One of the commentators said today, "A one-nil lead in the Premiership has never been good enough for any team." Why the hell do Tottenham suddenly feel that they can? Yeah, uh, exactly. It wasn't good enough for Liverpool, was it? So yeah, it wasn't good enough for Liverpool. Not good enough for anybody. And it's and uh, um, happened against Palace, happened against Liverpool, and it's happened again here. Last five minutes, ten minutes, and we concede. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jam, your thoughts? Yeah. Do you think this? Do you think how long can we continue playing this type of football, Jam? I mean, what do you think the players are going to do? Can they keep it going? I mean, they can keep it going while we're top. We're sixth or seventh now. Are they still going to keep it going? Absolutely. It was different two weeks ago when it was like, this is what we're going to play, but we're still going to, or you were still going to grind out results. And this was not a grinding out of results situation. I feel like uh, for a long time in the first half, there was some intent to attack and there was some progress moving forward. But then once 60th minute hit, it was like, okay, everyone just sit back and relax. I don't understand why that why that happens. Wolves were threatening throughout the match, so they were obviously going to score. It was coming, no matter what. Mm. I don't understand why there's a tactical change to bring Sissoko on when our midfield is short up, and Dombele was the best player on the pitch. And, and Wink, and Wink he, should have come off. Wink should have come off. Absolutely, he should have come off. Why have three defensive-minded players who not one of them can open up a open up a pass? No, I you mean, know. I mean, what do you think? I mean. This is great fallacy that this is winning football. Two points out of 12 is obviously not winning football, Steve. No, no it's not. He's got to change it, hasn't he? Uh, 
I don't think he's capable of it. I really don't. I think if if uh, we were playing in front of a home crowd, there may be pressure on the players to change it, um, at least in part, because I cannot see the crowd accepting this this style of football. Um, they would be they would be on the players' backs. They'd be urging them forward, and I think there would be a response from the players. I genuinely think that, but. You can't play this, I think, and ultimately win anything. I know that, you know, we may get the Caramel Cup or the Umpire League, whatever it is. We may, you know, scrape something through there. But, but the, the the one you want to win is the Premier League and mm. or, or the Champions League. But the Premier League is the one you want to win. That's the way you've got to do it. And you can't you can't win it playing like this, I don't think. But, but It's a percentage game as well, isn't it? If you let Wolves have nine corners... At some stage, someone is someone is going to make a mistake. Someone's not going to cover a run. A ball will bounce kindly for a forward. We know that's going to happen. Up until then, up until that ninth corner, we'd had one corner. And then we only had one other corner when we were chasing a, vict- a victory. We weren't really, were we? We then didn't know what to do. And while we waited for, to try and defend against Wolves as they tried to do something. And they could have won it. Um, I can't remember the young forward there who... Uh, Dyer did just enough to put him off. Otherwise, we'd have lost two one. Yeah. Now, Cam, let me let me play devil's advocate. Mourinho could turn around and say, "This is winning football. I've won two league titles with Chelsea, one nil up, parked the bus." You know what are you talking about? I've won twenty five different titles in God knows how many countries. Don't tell me how to, you know, set the team up to win. I know how to do it. Well, how are you going to respond to that? I respond to that very simply. Which one of the commentators here, Robbie Earl, you might all remember, now commentator yeah. in the USA, um, said a very simple thing today. He said, there is something wrong with our defence. Normally, by the 80th minute, Mourinho would have already shook hands and walked off knowing that his teams can always hold the lead. After 10, In the last 10 minutes, they never scored against him. He'd shut up shop, game over, and he walked off. What, what's how, the difference today with our football is the fact that we expend all the energy holding on to a lead for 90 minutes, 80 minutes, and then by the last 10 minutes, Dyer's completely knackered. He could hardly move. Um, everyone lost concentration. Everyone said until Davis lost the run of um, uh, the guy who scored, Cesso, um, that um, uh, he was playing very well, and then he just completely uh, uh, lost the game. Uh, Dorothy, I don't think, had a good game at all. I don't agree with Jim. And, I would uh, say he had a good game. Better, uh, better. Better game. It's a very low bar. But the thing is, is holding out for 90 minutes, the Mourinho style, these players can't do it. They haven't got the legs. They haven't got the mental strength. And, uh, I mean, if you're going to compare that to the Chelsea of old, Mourinho's Chelsea, or his other teams that he managed, those players had, had the leg strength and the mental strength, but they didn't have to defend 90 minutes. They could hold out the last 10. I think they could hold out the last 10. I think the biggest issue here is Mourinho is trying to put together a model that he's applied before, but the, there's one big difference. The players are not as good as the players no. he had at Chelsea. Yeah, that, that model that worked at Chelsea is not working here, so he's got to be clever enough to change it. What do you think, Steve? No, I think you're absolutely right. That 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 is the nub of this. He hasn't got the players here that he did have at Chelsea to play that style of football. As soon, when that goal went in at 1 minute 54, all everyone knew that wasn't be enough. Everyone knew that wouldn't be enough. Yep. Everyone said it wouldn't be enough. We'll need another one. They will get a goal. Why doesn't Mourinho see that? But let me, again, let me play devil's advocate. The back four is Dyer, which is his favourite, is his long-lost son. Alderweireld, who he persuaded to sign a new contract. Doherty, yeah. who he signed as a right-back. Reguilon, who he signed as a left-back. Yeah. So they are his players, so why can't they do it? 
Well, well I, I'm not sure. To... I think those the players he signed aren't necessarily up to playing that style of football. Okay. Is that what you're going to say, Cam? Sorry. What I was going to say is um, they don't have the legs, they don't have the ability. And they, I mean, the, the, the three things I noticed today Hoybier looked like um, he needed about five weeks off, not a week off. I mean, he was absolutely on his last legs. I thought the guy was going to drop halfway through. I don't know how he carried on. Yeah. Son Kane looked knackered. Uh, most of the players looked so tired because they've, uh, he finds a player that he likes and he just won't give them a rest. And we don't have the rotation in those key positions. You may have a lot of players in peripheral positions and you've got about 300 Delhi Alleys willing to play, right? But we don't have the key players in, in the key positions to be able to rotate. And that's what's killing us. He needs, I mean, Jam, what do you think? Should Carlos Vinicius get a chance? I was going to say Harry exactly that. I was going to say exactly that. There's no reason Harry Kane can't come off at the 70th minute. He's had 70 minutes to try and make something happen. And I understand he plays that creative role. But, you know, there's, there's got to be a time when you when you want to clear out and out striker out there, just like just in the box, ready to head the ball. Um, and, and, you know, going back to, to what's the main difference between Mourinho's tactics now compared to Chelsea or Real Madrid or wherever else he was, it, it does come down to the players. Instead of players like Carnevalio, we... Um, you know, we have Sanchez instead of Makaleli, we have Winks and Sissoko. You know, and there's just it, there's no comparison to those type of players. Um, but then, you know. then, then, then we should be, we should be, you know, it's going to fail basically. I don't know how long he can go on. He's got a three year deal. I don't, I think- I'm sorry, having said that. I still think top four is our objective this season. And it was every, every Spurs fan knew at the beginning of the season, we're not going to win the league. You know, top four is still, is still up for grabs and, and it's a weird season. Lots of slip-ups are going to happen. But, but the funny thing is that if this system, Steve, what do you think? Only needs slightly tweaking. So if you go one up, go for the jugular, go out, and then you can drop back if two up. And, and- Absolutely. You start to game manage at three, not at one after you've just kicked off yeah. I, 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 I don't understand it and and you know we're always taught I know that's a bit old-fashioned is that when someone's down you kick them you don't let them get up dust them down comb their hair and say come on you have a go now you don't do that you hit them when they're down that's yes. what you do maybe you put the uh, you put you come off the accelerator a bit when you're three up even then a game with supporters, their supporters don't want that. They want to see a cricket score every single game. Mm. Well, can I say, I call it the um, uh, Trump style of football. You get one goal and then cry, cry style and say the game should be over now. That's it. Stop the count. Let's all go <laughs> on. We've got the goal that we want. Everything after that is a cheat. So uh, I think that maybe that's what we're trying to go for. But well, you I can see how well, how well that worked for Trump. Not very well. My biggest fear is that if he wins something like the Carabao or the Caramel Cup, whatever Steve called it, that's going to vindicate you. Say, look, this is the way I play. I've won you your first trophy yeah. in 12 years. What are you talking about? And all the, and all the Muppets in the, um, the occasional sort of supporter and the commentary teams who seem to not ever watch Spurs the way they commentate um, will say, well done, won't they? And those of us who perhaps aspire to something a bit better. Can, can I just say one other thing as well? Is I think Dyer gave away a penalty as well at the beginning. Yeah, it was a penalty. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I don't understand how that wasn't a penalty. And I thought it was a, such appalling defending because it wasn't like he didn't know the bloke was there. If you look at him, he looks, knows he's there and still does what he did. Stonewall penalty as far as I, could, I was concerned. We were, we were no, I agree with you on that. Jam... Let's sort of wrap it up now. What do you think? I mean, in terms of moving forward, we've got Leeds at home, and I think we've got Fulham and Leeds at home in the next couple of games. 
supposedly easier, but I don't think it's going to yeah, be easy. winnable. But doesn't mean it's it's an yeah, easy so match. What do you think all. about the moving forward here and playing these next two games? Do you think we can get some? I think it's going to be very telling as to where we're going to finish, whether we're going to actually challenge for a top four position, or if we're going to be floating around seven or eight. Um, and maybe focus on the Europa League or something. But uh, if we can't beat Fulham and we can't beat Leeds, we're not going to make top four. Then I think the game after that's Liverpool already again. Is it Liverpool? I can't remember. But it might be the third or fourth one after that. The, the, the thing I see, guys, and I'll come to you, Cam, in a minute, is, um, you know, uh, it was a great opportunity. I, I mean, it's always a lost opportunity, but Liverpool dropped two points. Chelsea oh. dropped three points. Yeah. But they're all dropping points around us. This is the time when Mourinho needs to say, OK, I'm going to hammer on... But he can't do it, can he, Cam? What do you think? Well, the thing is, is he's overly reliant on about a handful, about three or four players, which he seems to be obsessed with, which all need to be, um, they need a break. And he needs to freshen it up. I mean, it worked for Arteta against Chelsea, didn't it? I mean, we know, you know, I know, everyone sitting around in your respective homes knows that we've got to do something. We've got to freshen it up. Some of these players need a break and we need to stop going. Uh, and we need to change the game plan because now we've been sussed out. Every team knows how Tottenham are going to play yeah. without even looking at the store sheet. I mean, Mourinho had the cheek to say today where they asked him, I see you've got five on at the back. What's your game plan? How are you going to play? He said, I'm not telling you. Well, you don't have to tell us because every single person who's ever followed a Spurs game knows exactly what <laughs> your game plan is, which is, you know, sit back and try and hold a 1-0 a, a lead. Um, the fact is, I think the only way we're going to change it is if he's got the guts, let's face it, if he's got the guts to change up that team and put someone in with fresh legs, at least four or five players, and try and surprise the opposition by playing a slightly different type of football. I would personally, just to close off, I would give Son and Kane a rest, bring Vinicius to Lucas in, and let's see, if, give these guys a chance. If they want to prove themselves, they might actually go the limit and do a bit more and see if we can put Sane and Kane and Son on the bench in case we need them. What do you think, Jam? Just give them a rest. No, I absolutely agree with that, 100%. I mean, how nice would it be to to possibly have a one-nil lead and then bring Harry Kane on? You know, that, that makes such a difference. That would make so much more of a control. You know, it, tactically, it, it's going to mess with the opposition. And also, like, these players deserve a chance. Like, how are we ever going to know how well Vinicius could do in the league if he doesn't get, exactly. you know, <laughs> more than... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's had twenty minutes in the Premier League. How is he expected to come on, Steve, as a new player and then have an instant impact when he has only played twenty minutes of Premier League football? No, he's got to be given. He's got to be given more time, hasn't he? Um, absolutely. But I, I, I can't see it happening. I mean, if we, I'd like to see um, Lamella starting, I'd like to see Mora starting, and let's give Rodon a try. We've given him what. Yeah. Five minutes, I think. Yeah. Let's try and see what he can't be. I think any more unpredictable um, than Sanchez. Um, yeah. And God help us, we need Oreo back. Unfortunately, <laughs> we need. I wouldn't, to give I wouldn't go that far. Bale will stay fit. He needs to play. Yeah. Yeah, you said Oreo would put crosses in. I agree with you, but for, if he puts ten crosses in, nine are like rubbish and one is so a decent put, cross. There's no point of putting crosses in if they go over the head all the time. Players in the box. We haven't got players in the box. <coughs> but, I mean, we know we're not getting anything. I mean, I thought Doherty was our worst player. Then probably um, uh, Davis had because of that. But Reguilón didn't have a good game either. I thought, I thought Winks was the worst, actually. 
Winks is, not a, frustrating, man. <clears throat> Winks is not a Premier League elite player. I've told I've told you that before. He's yeah. got to be sold, I think. Anyway, guys, let's uh, we've had a bit of a moan now. Let's try and look forward to the next couple of matches. I'm gonna to come to you each in turn. Steve, what do you reckon? Fulham and then Leeds? They're, both of them aren't easy games. Leeds are very similar, I think, in style to um, Wolves. They're going to come at you quickly. They're going to play football. Uh, neat, intricate, technically accomplished. Maybe a draw on that one. I'd expect us to beat Fulham, but Fulham are no mugs either. Let's go one all with Leeds and one nil for us against Fulham. I can't see anything better than that. OK, Cam? I think if we play like we did today, we'll, we'll lose 2-0 to Fulham. Um, so I'm going for a 1-1. And against Leeds? Um, I think that um, Leeds, I think we'll probably win 2-0. Yeah. Jam? So, uh, yeah, I think Fulham, Scott Parker is going to come back and haunt us. You know, we maybe get a 2-1, maybe a 1-1 if we're lucky. Uh, you know, ideally, you would come out playing some good attacking football and contain them and not let them do anything because we are a, you know, superior team on paper. I, I don't think that's going to happen. We're going to play real offensive again. And then and then maybe the Leeds game might wake us up, you know, because these will come out very strong, very attacking. Um, I see a high-scoring game, maybe a 4-5. Okay. I mean, from my point of view, we've got some of the top teams playing each other. I think Chelsea playing Man City, Liverpool, Man United in the next few weeks. This is the time we've got a couple of relatively easy games. We've got to win them both. And I, I, I think Mourinho will actually win maybe one or two nil each game and come through it. I think maybe he could put through, I think he could pull it off. Um, that said more in hope than, you know, my brain telling me that. But, uh, okay, guys, listen. We'll, we'll I just had one thing. One thing I yeah, cool, carry on. I don't think Mourinho can afford to lose any more games, so he's going to have to do no. something. I think his luck and the way that he sort of manages to dance around, he's going to have to pull the rabbit out of the hat for these. Okay, cool. Absolutely. All right, guys, listen, not a great match today, but uh, thanks for your time again. And uh, we will see you soon after the next match, I think. And hopefully we can talk about uh, a Spurs win. I can't remember the last time we spoke about Spurs win. I think it was after the North London derby, wasn't it? So I want to talk about a Spurs win again. So uh, hopefully we can do that. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.